dark entrance. That was entrance. a very dramatic dark entrance. Because so it should begin. be dark, right? That's right. It's a dark day for a dark wedding. Tom, comment on how you based Strahd off of Billy Joel. Well, I was uh, listening to Captain Jack. As you do. I love Captain Jack. It's a good, good song. And uh, he has this thing in the song. He's controlled by, he's an alcoholic that's controlled by Jack Daniels. Oh. That's what it's actually about. (laughs) And right. Strahd is also controlled in fighting his uh, demons. Oh, yeah. So I just thought, what if instead of the piano, Strahd played the organ? Oh, very fitting. Yeah, so it's great that you picked up on that. Did you just pick up on that now? No, I knew it from day one. Yeah. How's everyone doing? Most of the Brosive. Alicia. Happy summer. Happy 4th of July, TJ Americanos. All yeah, you happy Americanos. USA. Happy USA. Happy USA. Happy Independence Day. Mm-hmm. You're so, you've been an independent nation for so long now. Yes, thanks to Christopher Columbus. Oh, Christopher, where would we be without him? Who knows? Who knows? But you know what we can do? We what can, can we role do? play a world without Christopher Columbus. Roll for it, guys. Roll initiative. One of you is the Spanish kingdom. The other you is the spice trade. Roll. What'd you get? A one. Oh, natural fill. Michael Zogby is here. Michael Zogby. It's been a while, Michael Zogby. Thank you. Get yourself a drink. Yeah, make yourself comfortable. Welcome to Dwarven Moss. There's some Michelob Ultras in the fridge. Help yourself. Grab a Michelob. Grab a Michelob. This How's Independence it? Day, grab a Michelob. Uh-huh. Because Michelobs are light and refreshing. Crisp. Mm. Mm. They've got a crispness. To yeah, it's a, a good American beer, I think. Are they a Pilsner? The, the Michelob Ultra? I like a Exceptional Pilsner. light beer. I don't really I know. feel like a, a Is it actually Pilsner? American? Oh, that's what I would guess. Can yeah. we get a sponsor? Jay, why don't you show the Michelob on camera, <laughs> and we'll see what can happen for us. Yeah, okay. We'll really show a good... Yeah. Guys, product placement. This podcast is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. Michelob Ultra. When you need a nice, cold, crisp drink to have at your side when you're battling dragons inside of dungeons, reach for a Michelob Ultra. <laughs> it's a crit. It's totally the uh, company's view of it. Where they, yeah, you're, they're probably just battling dragons inside yeah. of dungeons. When you have right. a sword and battling a monster. You need something that'll quench your thirst. When the entire kingdom's breathing down your neck, what do you do to freshen up? I crack open a can of Michelob Ultra. Hey, remember these power they, up? They fill the cup. They always filled the glass. Yeah, in beer commercials. Yeah, the commercial is filmed in the River Shining Tavern, of course, in Dagerford. That's right, and it's Elliot Aldrich. Yes, who's your who's Pouring it on the tap and then slides it down. But this is a Super Bowl commercial, so who is Elliot played by? <laughs> I mean, this is a big buck production. Oh. oh, man. Once AI technology gets, like, really good, we can just make a whole bunch of Dwarven Moss video-themed um, commercial ideas and just say, mm-hmm. generate the beer commercial. Yeah, here's the vocals. Hosted by Wendell Go. and Warren. Yep. 
<laughs> just do it. Just do it. The That'd Super Bowl hosted by Boren? <laughs> Starring. The quarterback. All right, ladies and gentlemen, here we are the 50-yard lane. My name is Admiral Pelican Bernhard Innistead. Brought well, to you today, mate. A real hot day out We're here. going right back up to the booth with Wendell. Wendell, buddy, how are you? I'm pretty good. I'm looking down at a very, very charged up crowd. Now, Absolutely. They're looking at this, uh, this game, That's which right. is actually a fight. Between us and Strahd. All right, now we've come in about the halfway point. We've uh, we've had a halftime. You know, yep. both sides have been showing real strengths, but also real weaknesses. All right, now we've seen that come from the coaching. You know, and uh, I'm interested to see what we've got in the second half. Wendell stepping up now, rolling initiative. Here we go. Oh, and it looks good. It looks good. All right, we'll come back. With a break with Bigelow Ultra. Uh, halftime show? Halftime show, we would have... It's Wendell. Um, no, it's uh, the uh, the feather, would, the, would it be the secret feather. No, the Keepers of the Feather? The oh, the Keepers of the, of the feather. feather. Yeah, of course. Ladies and gentlemen, please now stand for the Keepers <laughs> of the Feather. Feather, feather. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man. Anyway, we're just riffing, guys. Um, we're just riffing, riffing. We're riffing. We're um, roofing. I was, it's a hot day to be roofing. That's <laughs> true. Roofing? Yeah, stay out the I roof. I bet you not too many people are roofing in Canada right now. We're in the midst of a heat wave. Heat wave, yeah. yeah. A heat wave. Now, I was looking at the temperature today. It said the temperature is 31 degrees Celsius. Of course, you Americans may not know what that is. But I'll tell you what. I don't think it's that hot. Doesn't that happen a lot? Why is there a heat wave warning? Dude. People are dying in, like, Texas. Oh. People are just going outside, and, and it looks like when they open the Ark of the Covenant, people just... Oh, my goodness. That's happening? Yeah. I didn't know that was happening. No Who's hyperbole so at all. But literally, like people are dying in, uh, because... Twilight, as soon as they step outside? Oh, no, that's a sparkle, though. That's a beautiful sparkle. Right, followed by incineration. Is it? In Twilight? Yeah, doesn't that kill him? No way, man. They can go out in the day. Guys, I know you guys are huge Dwarven Moss and Twilight fans. There's a lot of overlap. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. Tell me what happens that's when Edward goes circle. out into the light. <laughs> I think this he is dies. What I, I really want the podcast to turn into, which is just nerd talk. Yeah. And you just settle little quabbles with the chat. Go into the chat <laughs> for the answer. What do you guys think? Yeah. <laughs> a lot of that. Um, wow. So oh, we cooled off in Winnipeg. Good to hear we got a Canadian Happy Canada Day. That happens on July 1st. Oh, yeah? Now, do you think we copied America with that whole thing? They're very close. No, they copied us. Because they had to get everything together in three days and go like, okay, we did it. So, so, But we copied the British. Well, the British are us. <laughs> right. And I guess you could say the British are Americans? or No, because it goes back even further to the Native Americans. Well, you they're know, guys, American. I don't know a lot about America. Um... I know it's a great place to visit. Yes, it's a great place to visit, but we're very happy Canadians to be living here, having Wave, yes. America, be, having front row seats to the to the headlining show. To the HBO show to that is brother, America. That's for sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they're our number one ally. We have the longest unprotected border. We are bros. We, it's, we United, we stand. I mean, I guess. I guess. Whatever. Of course, 
Barovia. It's a different <laughs> uh, land altogether. Barovian gladiators? Barovian gladiators. That'd be great. Yeah, they don't have much of a border. Periwimple versus... <laughs> it's kind of what we did. It's true. We were the Barovian gladiators. We were the gladiators, yeah. And that's kind of well, like the way we were treated, too. Remember when Wendell's freaking out? He's like, what am I doing here? It's like he was in the game. And then, and then, uh, like an NPC would be like, oh, yeah, we've seen some other uh, people come through, some other gladiators come through. Maybe you'll be the ones that'll finally win. Right. And we're like, win what? The Barovian gladiator. America is on fire, law and protest wise. Yeah. Oh, America has always been on fire. Same with Canada, too. Plus, literally on fire. Yeah. Right. We're Plus, actually on fire. Quebec's whoa. on fire. I heard there were fires in BC. Um, Valaki's on fire right now in Saskatchewan. Valaki definitely took a tumble into oh, ashes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, you know Still what? Still smoldering. Did you? This is a real nerdy reference. I like talking about this. Did you guys ever watch that Castlevania series on Netflix? You recommended it. I've watched I tried. the first episode. So this huge thing happens in the first episode where Dracula comes back. He's like, you killed my wife. Fuck you. And he just unleashes all these demons and they burst out of the windows and they tear. Because it's animation, right? They just tear through people like fucking paper dolls. And it's awesome. And I use that for my Valaki scene in my game because that's all I could think of after we played it and it was on mm. fire and all these demons and stuff. Then it was cool, too, to go back, revisit a place after it's been burned down. That's a cool right. just thing, like, storytelling-wise, narratively, you know? There's nothing saying you can't go back to a place that you've already visited. Right. And see what the outcome is. I remember been. I right. had a very early experience with that with playing my first RPG as a video game uh, was Final Fantasy 7 and forever to this day I'm I'm definitely in that camp of people who got broken into RPGs by playing Final Fantasy 7 a lot of people did the Final Fantasy 6 which I agree rivals and probably is a better game but I my nostalgic prize yeah. is 7 and you play through this long story, and it was my first concept of playing through a long RPG, and then going back to, like, Midgar, the main town, after you, do, you go to the whole world, and it was, like, months later in, in real time mm. that I went back to this place that I'd started this journey, and I, and I couldn't believe the concept of going back there and having the pangs of, like, the memory of my game and my mark on this game and my experience, and... It's what you're talking about. It's like that feeling of going back. There's some sort of emotional catharsis that you can have by revisiting these times that you were so immersed. Yeah. Yeah. Going back to Valaki was one. Mm-hmm. And it was fun to... Uh, I, I don't think I even did much to that journey. Like what happened to Valaki in your campaign, Chris? Same thing. Okay. I just poured it f- with monsters. Actually, they ran down an alleyway and they, because they, they actually went to Lady Walker's house. And, oh, that's right. And they met, <clears throat> they met her sons because her sons were these skeezy like rats who hung out in the bar. 
and started to hit on Aurora's character. Like, hey, hey, you want to come over? But they were really, like, they were mama's boys, so they didn't know how to act around, like, a pretty girl. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she was like, guys, should we go check this out? Let's talk to this. And, and Lady Walker was like, yes, will you help me? Yeah, yeah, that's so as they were running away, and it was funny because I poured monsters at them. There must have been 25 monsters on the field. And they were like, okay, I want to shoot at the goblin over there. And I was like, okay, uh, let's do it. So we had to start an initiative. And then they slowly realized, I don't think we can get these guys. We should start running away. We go down the alley. We start running down the alley. So I was like, okay, okay, okay. Then they run into Lady Walker, and she gets ripped apart. Like wow. uh, like that Castlevania thing. I feel like that's a valuable lesson in D&D. You can always run. You can always try. Totally. You know, you're never stuck in a battle, per se. No. Unless, you know, the door locks behind you. I mean, the DM's got to set up something sneaky like that. Sure. But... Yeah. There are ways. There are totally ways. There are ways. And so I guess we, what, we started this episode just straight into the fight. Yeah. There was a Harukan blast, and then there was a battle. We were charged up, too. Like, we, there's a lot of energy going in. And then it's that classic thing when we were fighting where our characters turn into the idling. Yeah. Real JRPG styles because yeah. you're having a whole dialogue oh, in between these moves, and yeah, we, once again, it would be very fun to watch the uh, animation of this fight in real time. It'll happen. It'll, It'll happen. happen. It'll happen. It'll happen. It was the first time we got to see Little Crow <laughs> in I action. Ju- I gen- <coughs> I used. <coughs> Sorry, everyone, but I used. AI, A, oh my God, AI, to create Lil Crow, mm-hmm. and I just used a description of a little Persian boy wrapped in colorful clothing and who had olive skin or darker skin and this and that, and it popped, popped a few out. I was like, okay, these are weird, and I was like, oh, oh yeah, that one. Yeah, do a little upscale, bam, there you go. Really did. Loved the video. I mean, mid journey, mm-hmm. guys. We can go and just kind of Enjoy see little crow here. Oh yeah, for sure. And I mean, even well, first there. we were fighting these, these <coughs> just the board. So that was the board. Jay had drawn. Now I think the other thing too. What had happened even before? I mean, I'm just thinking real time here. I had gone on a vacation to Morocco. This was literally months before COVID took over the world by storm. And became the star that it was. So we had gotten a somewhat idea of where we were playing. But then we came, I came back, remember? And Jay was like, okay, here we go. Because Tom drew a little like, you know, on a diner napkin what you would draw. Okay, it looks like this. Oh, yeah, sure, that's what we... Sure. These are the sort of things we cut out, by the way, of the podcast that you don't hear. And I know maybe some of you might say, like, oh, we want to hear that stuff. It's like, no, you don't. Come on. <laughs> it's long don't. enough as it is. It's, yeah. Um, no, <laughs> but, you know, we get to this part and we're like, okay, so now you get to this new area. And then for our immersion's sake, Tom would just go, let me just quickly. And he'll lean over and he'll just draw the general parameters of, of the, not the pews with any and detail, but just for 
you know, because we're still very theater of the mind as we were playing. That's this. right. You just have to have the walls up so you yeah, know there's no debating whether... You don't want your mind totally. boggled with, like, orientation. No, and also, like, again, because we had skipped the whole castle, not skipped it, but because we went down into the thing, Tom was also using his own little idea of what would this chapel underground look like. And let me just blow some tombs there, some pews. Great. Because that's not from the book. It's great that it's been interpreted both through Tom's mind, but then when you went, okay, let me rebuff this, and blah, 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 but there. Mm-hmm. And I love that. I always picture that, too. I tried to make that, and they're like, there's this, what was it, Dungeon Alchemist? There's that program yes. I was showing you. Yeah. And I tried to make this. It was working out pretty well, actually. I should go back and remake it. okay, huh? Yeah. I feel like that came out just before this huge, like, AI boom. Totally. So now I'm like, ah, I, no, I'm not having used it as much. <laughs> I know. I should install it again. It was a really cool thing. I made a lot of Chult maps on that one, actually. Yeah, I, I made did this the, really long the river. Gladiator. Uh, oh yeah, Chult Assault. That. That's yeah, right. Chult Assault. Mm-hmm. That's right. Um, question for Tom from Alicia: uh, hey, What would happen if there was an Irina Koliana PC? To me, I think it would be an interesting time to get her a good story idea. I'm not exactly sure what. Oh, I mean, a PC, like a person yeah. playing her. Almost like if you're doing Fandelva, there's some pre-maids. Mm-hmm. So if someone elected to take the Irina pre-maid, I mean, I think that'd be awesome. I think that'd be really, really great. Um, yeah, interesting. Because they would... Hmm. Remember BB, Moses? I do. <laughs> Remember BB. Moses. R.I.P.P. to B.B. Um, yeah, Irina. So I guess, yeah, I guess she wouldn't need to know too much. You wouldn't have to divulge too much, except for you would just tell the character that Strahd's got his eye on her and what he knows. Yeah. Be something new. Yeah, be a I whole mean, other um, way of running the game. What class do you think she'd be? I, th- I think she's a. I think she's a fighter. Be interesting to almost like the way a board game gives you certain things, like to run a Curse of Strahd game where. Someone's playing Irina. Someone's playing, um, maybe the dungeon master's playing Strahd, I guess, and everyone else. But somebody, everyone is playing like an NPC from the game, and they keep getting fed from the DM little story beats that's just sort of like something to play. <clears throat> That'd be great. That's an interesting concept. Like yeah. someone's Van Richten, someone's Irina, someone's, Van Richten, someone's yeah. Uh, Esmeralda. Mm-hmm. Someone's who's the keeper of the feather main guy who ran oh, Irwin? the blue. Uh, someone's Irwin. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. has stakes in the game. Mm-hmm. It's time. like just moving the needle a little bit of where the balance is between when players role play their own ideas and the module, right? Which is a balance we all understand right now. But what if the module, just on your house rules or whatever, wow, started that's... to just upgrade itself to give a script more? That's and then meta. You still play. Quite a bit with your role-playing everything, but... That's really cool. I like this idea. Yeah, it's kind of neat. Especially with a game like Curse of Strahd. You can just reinterpret so much of Strahd, too. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff they say in uh, Tomb of Annihilation where they're like, yeah, you can... Because there's a a thing where you got to go to the jungle and you need to find a guide to show you through the jungle, right? Like, even Indiana Jones had those guys who were like, come on, Dr. Jones, this way! And you got to find someone to help you through the jungles because you traverse right, the jungle, jungle better. Sherpa. That's right, exactly. 
Uh, and there, a lot of the time, people are like, if you have a beginner player, give them one of the pre-made guides because it's easy. They already have a relationship to the place, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So, but this is an interesting thing. Imagine just an alternate version where the NPCs revolt against Strahd and they're like, fuck it. <laughs> and it's Van Richten. You get a party to play, a bunch of people to play. Van Richten, Esmeralda, Irwin, Irina, Periwimple. Yeah, well, it's almost just like they have these different, they're PCs that have kind of like passive powers that are like narrative powers. It's like, okay, you're Erwin from the Keepers of the Feather. You actually control whenever you want. You can send orders to a whole army of totally. birds. You could reveal Amazing. this information Even whenever the werewolf you want guys. to yeah. the other people. You can transform <laughs> into a raven. And now you give them all, all those NPCs basic, like... Um, power over the narrative, and but they can play that out when and however they want. Yes, and Esmeralda, you can leave the mist. You can leave. Whoa, the where does weird. that go? I mean, that's crazy. That's exciting. Yeah, and Van Richten, you can go and visit Morden Caden. Right. Hey, Van Richten can leave too. Yeah, he's got that. Pack. He can shape shift. We can still do it just the three of us, and we can just be in control of different characters. That's so cool, man. That could be the other type of, what's it called? What's that one shot we were doing? The group of seven. Mm. Rotating DM, mm. rotating characters. When you know a land like story. that so well. Oh, yeah, Rahadin. Rahadin. And who they sway. That's a real, okay, so this is a very, I just had this weird, like, maybe this is more of a stoner thought, but, like, just the idea, the concept of an NPC. They are around, and their per only purpose is activated when we engage with them. But in the land of Barovia, right now, in all of our lands of Barovia, in all of our collected lands of Barovia, these NPCs sit idle, just waiting for PCs to come and activate them so they can be in the world. But isn't it just a sad thought to think of Van Richten just in his tower, just waiting? Esmeralda just by her wagon. You bring in the player. Madame Eva just shuffling her cards. And the well, Amber Temple still. That's just one view of it. Or maybe they're out there really moving and shaking. Maybe. But that's in your head. That's true. It's that's in, in your Barovia. It's in right. the eye of the beholder. In the yeah. Barovia. The beholder. The beholder. In the eyes well, the of eyes. the beholder. That's right. That's right. We're going to go now to our sponsor. Um, Michelob Ultra. Michelob Ultra. Michelob Ultra, bringing you the nicest, crispest, wettest Ultra in your mouth that you've ever sucked down your tube. We know what you like to drink, and we know you want it to be wet, because wet drinks quench the thirst. On a hot summer day when you don't want to die, just like those guys who open up the Ark of the Covenant, you want a Michelob Ultra. Don't <laughs> die. Don't be dry. Don't die. Losers die. Drink Don't a be wet Michelob Ultra. <laughs> Get your wet mouth on a wet Ultra right now. Cool down that blaze with a Michelob Ultra. Wet Wednesdays at Michelob Ultra. Soaking Sundays. <laughs> um, we're going to go now yep. to the uh, chat. <laughs> Let's see what people are talking about. <laughs> Let's see what some random people are talking about here. The Dusk Elf dude. Oh, I'm, I'm just I'm reading... In the middle of a conversation, they're just having uh, their own oh, conversation. Oh, they're having the shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Here we go. So we should include them. Michael Zogby. 
Tom, would you consider doing a DM's guide to running COS in the form of a one-hour Q&A? I've learned a ton from you already. Thanks for everything. Oh, well, thanks. I think what a that's nice a compliment. fantastic well, that's idea. Great. What, what was the first part of it? Yeah, check this out. Would you consider doing a DM's guide to running COS in the oh. form of a one-hour Q&A? A one-hour Q&A. What I say? That's too that's short. A great idea. Maybe you gotta give yourself a couple hours. Now the question is, do we do uh, so Q and A? Do we release it as a podcast or? Yeah, I think it could be just a Tom special. You should just do it on your own. Don't even have totally. Us there. Yeah, yeah. No way, man. Just do it on your own time yeah. with anyone, anyone who's interested. You know what I mean? Just, that's a great idea. What if we did it as a as a patron only special? Ooh, even better. Even better. Very special. Even better. That's what makes it special. Wow. Interesting. Okay, okay. What else do we have here? What else do we have here? We have... Um, oh, Lil Crow on the screen, which I wanted to just there bring up. There he is. How cool I thought it was that it was your flavor in the moment because you were controlling Lil, Cr Lil Crow. Yes, I remember that. And I was controlling Esmeralda. Tom gave us these NPCs to, to at least, um, you know, choose what they were doing in, in battle because it would be fun. And also, less for him. Also, less for him. Absolutely. And obviously they're doing our bidding anyway at that point. So. 100%. But uh, when Lil Crow, Lil Crow, I keep calling him Lil Crow. Lil Crow. When Lil Crow died. Lil Crow. You said something happened to him. How did he die again? Like he was some so sort of what happened psychic was, damage or... Yeah, because uh, it was Rahadin's... No, it was my thunder step? No, it was no. Rahadin's scream that oh. he gave out. He failed that, and he was so low already that because that's like a psychic damage, because it's such like a right. weird guttural thing, mm -hmm. is that it's like everything inside his body exploded, but his skin didn't. So it just went... Yeah, like, <laughs> like the Titanic submarine imploding. It was such a... Oh, yeah, very nice. <laughs> it was a it's it's like a new gore, like unique fresh take on gore that was just very uh, fun well, you really like that one that eh? was creative it was you so gross what? there was so much to play with there was a big offer in the book so that sound that screaming the pangs are supposed to be of like the the death thralls of All every single victims. person that Rod and Rod yeah. has killed which yeah. is apparently Pretty like dark. a thousand people well, so what's like it called again it's combined a combined scream that move is something scream. Deathly scream? Deathly choir? Deathly choir? Deathly choir? Anyway. Uh, what kept me on my toes there is that we had gone for so long describing our kills. So it was just another, okay, well, what's a new? Because you don't want to get yeah, to a point in gameplay to, where the. innovate. Yeah, you got to innovate. Because <laughs> yeah. yeah. there is a point where the DM goes, uh, okay, describe it. And you go, uh, Arrow goes, who is up? Yeah, I know. There, and are, like, there okay, were a great, few great. times where I was like, Oh jeez, yeah. So it just fucking yeah, by drives his <laughs> fist up through his neck, <laughs> and his fist goes through his neck. <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, that's a new one." <laughs> Thought about you when I was doing it, Bart. <laughs> so it, you try to you gotta yeah. think of new gore. Think of new gore. Yeah. It's the reward for the kill. I also hate horror. That's one of the things that it's always been. Horror movies and gore to me are like. Ugh. I have to be very like, blah. there so are yucky few, to me. There are a few times where it's done 
tastefully or, or with effect that feels stylized enough yes. that gives you some gut punch. Yes, but as a kid, I was never really like Nightmare Before Christmas, Friday the 13th. Those things mm-hmm. were like Nightmare Before Christmas, uh, <laughs> Nightmare on Elm Street, uh-huh. Friday the 13th. Uh, I mean, Nightmare Before Christmas was fucked. But they do give the, the, that, cre- that creepy feeling, like even the Nightmare on Elm Street thing. And, and you see those, like some of those 80s horror movies, it kind of just give you like a queasy, like something's wrong with this. Yeah, it's also, bad. It's bad movie making in a way. But like the first Halloween. They hit, yeah. With that creepiness. And when you watch it with friends right. and your t- teenagers together, like it that sort works. of. It works, yeah. And it's also so it's minimal. mode you know? for it. We showed Sebastian uh, Friday the 13th one time. Oh, really? Uh, really? A couple months ago, actually. Okay. It was very he's, fun he's, because we were... How old was he at the time? Like 12. 11, 12? Okay. So, and one? we were doing... Yeah, very first one. We were doing nothing but making fun of it the whole way through. Just enjoying it. All the right. bad and stuff. But there were moments where it was like, oh, that's weird. Like her friend, just her dead friend showing up in class just with a shower curtain over her head, just pointing at her. Mm-hmm. Real quick. Nothing. That's nothing. That's real simple. Yeah. But it worked. I feel like I remember being pretty scared by that. Right? You don't have to go huge. I think that's what the thing with the gore thing is that it gets too right. huge and crazy. This is coming from a guy I love anime, and that's nothing but gore. <laughs> but it, I, that's animated, so I, I guess feel like just... I feel like Doom does that. Every game, they have to get more disgusting with the kills. I just played like the, that's the last release. Well, yeah, There's yeah. like a special move. Where in, in their individual moves, and you can press this button to like finish off the character, yeah, and they'll just like gr- like grab the the neck and just rip it off the head and just like throw it on the ground. It just gets more. They'll rip out their stomach. And, yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. It, with with anything, even Curse of Strahd, and what Curse of Strahd is completely pushing towards the, from the be- very beginning, and what you told us pretty much was the first thing you said about Ravenloft is that it's about tone. Not so much, and that's horror movies are the same. Like, hopefully, you get a little bit of both. Like, gore movies for the sake of gore. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) like, sure, have some fun, I guess. But the best is when you can ride some sort of build of tone and attach it to a narrative that kind of just gets under your skin and, and builds so it appreciates as you watch it. And Curse of Strahd is like. It's filled with tone. It's all you're, you just want to so set moody. that tone. Now we kind of did a real comedy version, but I can imagine some Curse of Strahd games in this world. I'd like to believe, done by really smart, smart, well-spoken people who really understand it. Imagine some of the sitting around the the fire and just being like, "There's a sound that's made when people die." What and they talk about the screams and the deathly choir, right? Sure. I mean, I guess we do that a little bit, but like, we, I just like to imagine dabble. the peaks of the tone of this game somewhere oh, in the world. So magic computer, as you were talking about, you just get yeah. the answer. Show me the the most well done Curse of Strahd game ever, and then you know what'll happen? Oh my god, that'll come right up. Well, what, let's go to the chat. Do, chat, do you guys think that we're the best Curse of Strahd game ever? Ever? Let's ask our fans. Nobody's saying anything. But seriously, we were hoping that we could deliver the ultimate Curse of Strahd. Well, that's the, the ultimate. That's, the Strahd that's, a stri- that's the what you strive for. Mm-hmm. You always got to try your best. I'm also extremely disappointed we never called this the Strahdcast. The Strahdcast. 
Unless there is a Strahd there cast. Might be a Strahd I bet you there no, never no, is. No. Never we mind. Invented no. that. Yeah, yeah. Never mind. Um, well, we have one episode left. The series finale. Yeah, and hopefully we'll be able to answer a lot of your questions a little deeper after we... Oh, we have some true fans out there. We have a few yeses. Oh, people. of course. We love, Best we love you guys. You guys are the fan most yes. fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's um, all we wanted. Oh, yeah, we have a winner, don't we? Oh, yes. Chris Hope. Oh, guys, yeah. thank you so much for sending in all your minis. Oh, I don't know if any a of you winner guys for yes. minis, but we... Uh, I, I, last time on Talking Moss, I said, I want to see your minis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jay um, made a very bold statement. Yes. <laughs> Cut a lot of mini pics. And uh, here's my mini. Yeah, that's Wendell. Here's Wendell. So Jay painted Mr. that. Mr. Wendell, yeah. Here I am. Relax and everything. And, uh, and, this is, and this is Chris Hopes. This is Boren. <laughs> that's that's boring, yeah. Um, yeah. And Chris Hope, this he is rid- his uh, Goliath that he made. Um, so and look at the light. Oh my God, this thing is that. gorgeous. Jay, pass wow. me the door though. But wait, wait till you see my door. Oh, yes. oh yeah, yeah. I mean the Goliath. Tommy, is, you gotta show it's this not off. Bad, but wait till you guys see this. Tom painted that door. Now, okay, that Goliath. No, 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 Tom, you're the winner. There goes my <laughs> mini tournament. Oh, no way! Yeah. Oh, Tom. sorry, Chris. It was close. It was close. Chris Hope that is, is a runner-up, but uh, wow, Tom, not even second place. Just a runner-up. I'll for you the thousand bucks. Oh, and, uh, wow. good job. It's that, I mean, I didn't see the door. I didn't even consider it. That's so. amazing. And uh, wow, Chris Hope. I mean, look at this. This is a good second place. I like this. It's not a, a second solid place. second. Solid Better second. Luck next look at time. that. I highly suggest, too, if you like looking at beautiful minis, go check out Chris Hope's Instagram because he's got tons of gorgeous stuff on there. Mm-hmm. You know what I just need minis to do? Get a bit bigger. It's a bit bigger. Don't need to be so small. Mm. A little bigger. Mm. Old man, you wanna, eyes you squinting. Zoom in a bit. Zoom in. Big, big. Uh-huh. Big, 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 big. Give me a biggie. Not a mini. There is biggie. a uniform size to them. Eh, give me this. This should be the size of every mini. This should be born. This is this guy's huge. That would be very cool, actually. If they started making minis just a bit bigger. Wow! Imagine the biggest the size hey! of the table. Pretty big. <laughs> <laughs> See ya. Wow. Well, everyone, it's that time. Yeah. Thanks so much, everybody. Um, to all the Americans out there, I hope you cast some magic missiles into the sky. Mm. Oh, yeah. That's it's magic nice. missile time, guys. Get those Roman candle magic missiles. And what do those magic missiles look like to you? They look like sparkles in the sky. Sparkles, sparkles in, the sky. in the sky. Eagles flying high. America. America. We go to war all the time. For you, we do everything that we can do for you. America, 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 
Oh, God, it's a miracle. God damn, it's a miracle. Thank God, it's a miracle. Oh, thank God, it's a miracle. Thank Jesus. Oh, thank Jesus and the Lord, it's a miracle. Thank Jesus and the Lord, it's a miracle. America, it's a miracle. Lord, it's a miracle. Bye-bye, everybody.